0: Welcome to Ghouls' Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jodi. Hello. So I have some facts that I may or may not have read <laughs> in the past. I think, like a couple of them did sound familiar, so... First one, ketchup was sold as medicine in the 1830s. 30 years before Heinz started bottling and selling the stuff as a condiment, an Ohio physician named Dr. John Cook Bennett thought the tomato-based product was as good as Pepto-Bismol. He said it could cure diarrhea and indigestion and even concentrated ketchup into pill form to sell to the stomach-achy masses.
1: That is so not true. No. It's made out of tomatoes, it's acid, Yeah, and it does the exact opposite. Exactly. <laughs> Stupid.
0: And he was a doctor. <laughs> oh my God. When?
1: Back in the 1830s?
0: He's so fucked up. He probably did coke and whiskey <laughs> all day. Uh, he's probably feeling real good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Next one, Robert Todd Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's son, was in close proximity to three out of the four presidential assassinations. Wow. Lincoln, his parents' eldest son, was supposed to be at Ford's Theater with his mom and dad the night the president was assassinated, but he stayed back at the White House less than a mile away instead. 16 years later, he watched President James Garfield get fatally shot at 6th Street train station in Washington, D.C. Even weirder, Lincoln was at the Pan-American Exposition in Buffalo, New York, when President William McKinley was assassinated in 1901. He sounds like he's bad luck. Yeah, that's insane. Like, that's, um, what are the odds? Next one, if you're being violent or drunk in Japan, the police will get a futon and roll you into a burrito. What? What? Japanese police officers are rarely, rarely known to use guns or violence at all. If you're drunk or acting violent, they'll wrap you up in futons and carry you over to the station to calm you down instead of potentially instigating more hostilities. Yeah. That is hilarious. It's hilarious, but it's also, I mean, kind Smart. of a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All mammals take about 12 seconds to poop, regardless of size. 12 second? Bullshit. (laughs) I'm not gonna... We're just gonna move on. Why? Because we talked about shit so much on here. We're done. You're the one that brought it up. All right. The science journal Soft Matter found that the (laughs) diameter and length of feces are always comparable to those of any mammal's rectum and that no matter the mammal's size or weight, the pressure used to push out the bowel movement is equal. So whether it's an elephant or a mouse, it doesn't need too long to pop out a poop. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on.
1: Are you sure?
0: (laughs) Miami is the only major U.S. city founded by a woman. Oh, cool. I know. Uh, Julia Tuttle, the mother of Miami, she bought hundreds of acres of land in southern Florida in 1886. And thanks to her negotiations with railroad uh, person, Henry Flagler, to extend his railroad south of her property, her city got put on the map in a big way. Awesome. The story you've probably heard about lemmings jumping off of cliffs to their deaths is fake. A 1958 nature documentary called White Wilderness appeared to show lemmings committing suicide off of the cliff in the Arctic. The doc was popular and even won an Oscar, but the truth is that they faked the entire cliff jumping scene. (laughs) Why? It's sold. It won them an Oscar.
1: Stupid.
0: That's pretty fucked up. Next one, anxious travelers can play with mini horses at a Kentucky airport. (laughs) Twice a month, Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky International Airport brings in two adorable mini horses named Denver and Ruby from their nearby farm to help nervous jet setters feel relaxed. Okay. Cute and so stupid. (laughs) Uh, Coca-Cola cannot be bought or sold in North Korea. Cuba was once part of the list of countries that can't sell the soda, but thanks to Mexico, you can buy Coke in select cities in Cuba. Wonder why. What do they have against Coke? I don't know. Maybe the sugar content or something. Mm. A game of golf was once played on the moon. There's no follow-up to that. Mm. Lady Gaga once spent fifty thousand dollars on a ghost detector. Woodpeckers wrap their tongues around their brain to protect them during high speed pecks.
1: Oh my gosh. They can reach really? their brain to lick it with their tongue. <laughs> that is horrifying. I know, right? Ew.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense. They can't have that tiny little brain rattling around there. Creepy. Early in his career, Sylv- Sylvester Stallone was low on cash. He was forced to sell his dog, Butkus, for $40. When he landed Rocky, he bought the dog back, back for $15,000 and gave him a role in the movie. Aw. That's nice. Human body bodies contain small traces of gold. Hmm. Male giraffes headbutt females in their bladder until they urinate. The male then tastes her pee to see if she's ovulating. Ew. I wonder what that tastes like. Gross. Former One Directioner Liam Payne has a severe phobia of dirty spoons. Okay. That's made up. (laughs) What? Weird. Sonic the Hedgehog's middle name is Maurice. Hmm. Uh, In Singapore, anyone caught chewing, importing, or selling gum could face a fine or jail time.
1: Jeez, Coke and gum. Yeah, what the
0: heck? Winnie the Pooh was banned from a Polish playground because he doesn't wear pants. (laughs) God. I think I've done that one before. Until 2015 in the UK, the coloring in red Skittles contained carmine, which derives from crushed abdomen of female beetles. Mmm. Yummy. John Hamm was Ellie Kemper's high school drama teacher. Really? Apparently. That's what the internet told me. Oh. He's been around, if that's the case. He's been a teacher and an actor, and that's crazy. He must look younger than he actually is or something i think he i think he is quite a bit older than he looks uh crows can hold grudges due to their ability to remember human faces especially those who treated them badly Uh oh better be nice to animals they're smarter Mm -hmm. than we think Mm -hmm. there's a company that allows you to memorialize the body of a loved one in the form of a reef Hmm. interesting The phrase sweating like a pig is technically impossible because pigs can't physically sweat. A blue whale's tongue weighs more than most elephants. Uh. I can't even look at that picture. Creepy. All of Tom Cruise's ex-wives were 33 when they divorced the actor. Isn't that weird? Uh, Arsenic wafers were once eaten to improve skin and facial defigurements like freckles and blackheads. Well, and, oh, until people realized it was slowly killing them. Oh, my God. Man, your skin looks great, but you don't look great. <laughs> like, you don't look like you feel good. No pimples, though. Yeah, those freckles are gone. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't get
1: rid of... And blackheads? I'll just drink a little poison. People are, were so stupid uh. back then. I mean, they are now, too, but... yeah.
0: German chocolate cake was actually invented in Texas by a person named Mrs. George Clay. Shame on you, because ill. Gross,
1: coconut.
0: Nicholas Cage is known as th- an outlandish spender in Hollywood. Some of his past purchases include a $150,000 pet octopus, haunted houses, and a shrunken pygmy head. That's kind of cool. Yeah. He's like totally broke now though, so yeah. not great. Choices there in Nick Gage. No. Rob pistachios have been known to spontaneously combust when stored in large quantities. What? That's crazy. Although illegal and dangerous, it's possible to walk from Russia to Alaska via Bering Strait when it freezes in the winter. Holy crap, don't do that. Owls don't have eyeballs. Instead they have elongated tubes. Held by something rings, owls can't move their eyes around, which is why they have to move their entire head to look in different areas. Yeah. That is creepy as fuck. That sounds like a design flaw. Hmm. Maybe. In Japan, editors added a fifth finger to Bob the Builder's hands so viewers wouldn't think he was associated with a fear Japanese mafia called Zakuza. According to BBC member members of y- Yakuza cut off their little fingers as a sign they can be trusted and have strength of character. That's funny. Hmm. Jennifer Lawrence learned how to skin a squirrel for her role in Winter's, Bo- Winter's Bone. Ew. Yeah. The first college football game was played on November 6, 1869, between Rutgers and Princeton, formerly known as the College of New Jersey. Rutgers won. Okay. was a long time ago. Flamingos can only eat when their heads are upside down, due mainly to the structure of their beaks.
1: Weird. <laughs> That's weird.
0: Before deciding on the name Google, the popular search engine was called Backrub. Oh, we've done that one before. Yeah. So weird. Just background rub. Back rub. It. Stupid. Pound cake got his name because the original recipe for the dessert requ- re- required one pound of each ingredient. Holy wow. God. Before her rise to fame, Madonna worked at Dunkin' Donuts. She was later fired for squirting jelly on a customer.
1: <laughs> I bet <laughs> that they deserved it. That does
0: not surprise me at all. I bet they deserved it. Probably. Walt Disney actually hated the character Goofy, calling him a stupid cartoon. Aww. I don't oh, I like Goofy. And isn't that the point? He was called he was named yes. Goofy. He's supposed to be stupid. Thailand holds an annual monkey buffet festival where residents of La Bori honor the 3,000 monkeys that live near a temple by providing 4.5 Pounds of fruit, vegetables, and treats for them to eat. How cute is that?
1: Only four point five pounds. What'd I say? Pounds. Oh, tons! Four point four point five pounds would be like
0: this. For all the monkeys. (laughs) They have to share it equally. (laughs) One bite each. And no more. You have to control yourself. (laughs) <laughs> Three thousand monkeys eating four point five pounds of food. <laughs> that'd be like a like a thing of bananas. That's all I you ju- get. I just turned a festival into a horrible tease fest. <laughs> that is a horrible. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to eat some? Of this? If only we had more.
1: <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. Uh, shredded cheese packages con- typically contain cellulose, also known as wood pulp or sawdust, to prevent them from clumping. Ew, yummy. Next one Shakira's school teacher told her she was bad at singing and banned her from choir. Her classmates stated she sounded like a goat. They're
1: not wrong. No, they're not. She's not not
0: great, but she sure made it work.
1: Yeah, she did.
0: Uh, Dr. Seuss created Green Eggs and Ham because his publisher bet him he couldn't write a book starter shorter than The Cat in the Hat. The Yoruba people of Nigeria are known for giving birth to more twins than anyone else in the world. 50 per 1,000 births. Wow. That's crazy. Hmm. Paul Newman taught Jake Gyllenhaal how to drive. Cool. Ears of corn are typically, typically have an even number of rows. Most have an average of 16. Jack Nicholson grew up believing his mom, June, was his sister and that his grandmother, Ethel May, was his mother. I knew that one. And my last one, long before New York received its iconic nickname, the Big Apple, it was known as New Orange. What? (laughs) Let's see. When the Dutch captured New York from the English in 1673, they renamed the state New Orange to honor William of Orange William III of Orange. But that didn't last long because the following year, the English regained control and renamed
1: it New York. Hmm. Okay, I'm just going to do these um, stories. I can't remember what they were called. All right. My family and I were on a trip from Mexico City to Acapulco. Suddenly, during the middle of the night, the car broke down and a squad car quickly came to our help. There were three officers in the car and the chief offered to take me to the nearest gas station where I could find a mechanic and told the other two officers to stay with our car. Our car they seemed absolutely not pleased with the order until the chief told them don't worry there's a woman and two children that seemed to calm the two officers while driving to the gas station in the squad car I asked the chief what that was all about but I wasn't prepared for his answer the chief told me that there had been many accidents in that part of the road but it wasn't just that all the accidents involved young men traveling without a female or child Those who had survived said they crashed because they could see a very beautiful woman next to the road, but once they came close to her, she turned out to be just a rotting corpse staring at them, and they crashed because they were paralyzed with fear. What the fuck?
0: That's creepy. That is totally creepy.
1: Next one, I was parked at a dirt turnout in the Arizona desert between Cameron and Paige for the night. This is out in uh, Navajo country, I believe. At about 2 a.m., I woke up to a scratching at the window of my truck, which went on for about 15 minutes. I was sitting there in the dark, scared, wondering what was happening with my Bowie knife in my hand. After it ended, I waited another 15 minutes or so before I opened my curtain and looked out the windows. I couldn't see anything outside, and I was still the only one parked there. I got out the next morning and all I found were some footprints coming to the truck and eventually walking back into the desert.
0: Oh my God.
1: Creepy. It's creepy. When I was 13, I had a weird nightmare of me kneeling on asphalt and holding my hand to my mouth in the worst pain of my life. I told my mom about the dream because it scared me so much. Two years later, I was hit by a car while crossing the street and ended up in that exact position kneeling on asphalt holding my mouth while blood poured out my head had apparently bounced off the rearview mirror and that had knocked my two front teeth back into my soft palate
0: oh my god
1: i didn't remember the dream but my mom did and it really messed with her i don't believe in premonitions but i often wonder if maybe traumatic events can echo somehow through time something's going on that's weird yeah I live in a small mountain town. It takes three hours to get to the nearest city. I make that drive two to three times a month and have done it for 10 years. I have the trip committed to memory. One night I was making the drive at 2 a.m. to catch an early flight. I went through a big sweeping curve to the left and all of a sudden I was driving on a straight road. I knew there wasn't a straight section on that highway for another 30 miles. I looked around trying to figure out where I am. There wasn't a single highway sign on the side of the road. My phone had no service, so I couldn't check my location. I looked out the window and realized the high desert scrub trees have been replaced with a thick forest. That's something that we don't have here. I kept kept looking at the clock for the next 15 minutes I was driving. For some reason, I was on a straight road through this ominous dark forest when I should have been on a curvy mountain pass in the desert. Right about the time I started to have a full-on panic attack, a sweeping left curve appeared and I was finally out of the forest, back in the scrub. I chalked it up to drowsy driving and an overactive imagination until it happened again. It happened two years later at the same spot, except this time I wasn't alone. I had my brother riding beside me on a similar airport run when all of a sudden I was on the straight forested road. This time, we were on that road for about five minutes. After about five minutes of driving down that dark, heavily forested road, my brother looked around and finally asked, where are we? <laughs> as soon as he asked that, cue the sweeping left curve appearing, and after taking it, we were suddenly back in the desert. Even though I can't explain it, I'm at least grateful I had a witness. That is so fucked up. And like, what? Like, portal? I Another dimension? I don't know. There must be something there. Maybe it's like some, I don't know, because it must move because it doesn't happen every time. Right. That's weird. It is. I just bought my first home a few months back. The house was built in the 1940s. About a month after we settled in, I had a baking sheet fly through the house and land in the middle of the sitting room floor. It couldn't have fallen off the counter since it was in the sink, and to get to my sitting room you had to come around a corner from the kitchen. Somehow my cookie sheet ended up in the middle of the floor in a completely different room from where it started. What the fuck is that? I don't know. Like bored ghost again?
0: What? What? (laughs) Why? Like what what I'm so confused.
1: When I was about 17 or 18 years old, my friend Wendy and I worked at the Elks Bingo Hall every Thursday night. As my grandma lived close to the hall and to our high school, we would spend every Thursday night at my grandma's house after work. We would be at the Elks pretty late, not getting back to my grandma's until around 10 or 11. So one Thursday night, Wendy and I were chilling. I opened the fridge in the kitchen to see what's good, with Wendy standing directly behind me. As I opened the fridge, I heard a very stern female voice coming from the living room say, Can I ask you a question? Wendy and I went about getting our snacks without mentioning it. We sat down at the kitchen table and Wendy said, So, when you opened the fridge a minute ago, did you hear a voice coming from the living room? The TV was not on, nor was the radio or anything else. Wendy said that she had heard an older female voice. But she could not make out what it had said. I said what I thought I heard, and we agreed that it was too scary to think about. We just agreed that it happened and then pretended it didn't. We had to spend the night in the house, after all. (laughs) Weird.
0: Again, like one saying?
1: Can I ask you something? What? Weird. Weird. Night of the Doppelganger. Ooh. I had just graduated from university and a friend and I took an all-inclusive trip to Cuba. We shared a room and had beds that were spaced about two feet apart. We'll call my friend Anna. On the first night, around 1 a.m., she woke me up by saying, What are you doing? She was sitting up and staring at the foot of her bed, looking stunned. She looked over at me and then back at the foot of her bed. She paused and said, I thought I saw you at the foot of my bed. I convinced her our she had been dreaming and eventually we fell back asleep. Next day was normal. The following night was not. I woke up in the middle of the night and I knew something was wrong right, right away. It wasn't fear. Just something was wrong, different. I looked up and Anna was standing at the foot of my bed. She was in her PJs and her hair was down just like she had been when we tucked in. When I looked at Anna's bed, she was there fast asleep. I sat up and stared at the Anna at the foot of my bed, then quickly glanced over to the Anna asleep in her bed. I did this several times to confirm I was really awake. Anna, I whispered. The version of her in bed stirred and groggily said, what? Are you in bed right now? I asked. At this point, the Anna that was at the foot of my bed turned around and started walking across the room away from me. Yeah, the version of Anna in her bed said. I see you at the foot of my bed, I said. There was silence from the Anna in her bed. The other Anna continued to walk away. I'm going to turn on the lights, I said. I reached out for the switch beside my bed. At that moment, the Anna walking away turned around and looked at me. What? She faded away about two seconds before I turned on the lights. For the rest of our trip, we slept with the lights on. Oh my God, what? Where were they? At her uh
0: grandmas oh my god that is the scariest thing I've ever heard and they both saw doppelgangers of each other doing the same thing and then that one looked,
1: turned around and looked at her what I, I do know. not like that I don't either one night while me and my partner were spending some time at his parents home I was trying to sleep and couldn't get comfy I woke up at one point feeling like something was standing by the door and walking across the room towards the bed. I turned my phone light on and shone it around the room, but nobody was there. I rolled over quickly and cuddled up to my partner. I hid almost under the covers. After what felt like an eternity, I felt like I was overreacting, so I pulled the covers lower and stopped holding my partner as tight. Suddenly, a chill hit me. It was this wave of unease and terror. I felt a pressure on the bed as if someone was sitting on the edge of the bed. The covers began reacting like they were being sat on and pulled. Mm-hmm. I felt the bed move and my body tip like it would when somebody. It was like whatever it was had sat close to my lower back and was facing the wall away from us. Oh, I was about to freak out when I felt the pressure on the bed go and the presence leave the room. The next morning, I told my partner. And we joked a bit about it being one of the relatives from the two urns downstairs we went down for some breakfast and my partner told his mom how i got a bit of a fright last night after hearing about what happened she actually went pale my partner who was expecting her to joke about it asked what was up she said she was feeling uneasy because the same thing happened to her last night she said she had woken up and felt like someone was by the door She had tried to forget it by putting it down to a trick of the mind, but then felt somebody standing over her. She turned the light on by her bedside and nothing was there. She turned the light off, but then felt something sit next to her the same way as I had felt. She said it sat facing away and then got up a few minutes later before leaving the room. My partner's mom might joke about stuff, but she wasn't joking that day. She's not the type to make jokes at your expense or to further freak you out. Weird. I don't like that idea of something sitting on your bed. No. And, and they, you can't see it. you
0: feel it? Yeah. Yeah, that's creepy.
1: Or even see the indent. Yeah. People have talked about that before, too. That just freaks me the fuck out.
0: That happened to me with a cat. And that was fucking freaky. So I swear I felt that cat. It jumped up and laid right next to my leg. Hmm. I felt it.
1: My grandma was in the kitchen cleaning the dishes. She heard a noise and turned around. Someone was walking through the kitchen, not focused on anything around them. She went out into the living room and said to my grandpa, I think I just saw a monk. The internet did exist back then, so they looked it up. It turned out that below their house, right underneath where the kitchen is, there used to be tunnels for monks to travel through to the local church. Oh my gosh. That's creepy. That is crazy. I live with my parents and my room is on the other side of the house. One night around 3am I randomly woke up then I heard somebody knock on my door. I thought it was my parents so I just said come in loudly. Nobody came in. I assumed they felt bad because they woke me. Then I heard another door open and assumed it was just my dad. About 15 or 20 minutes later both my parents came down the hall talking, opening my door and asked me what, what was wrong. I said nothing what are you talking about they told me we just saw you in the hallway yeah, what? we called out but you turned and walked away creeped out i said i've been in bed this whole time is this why you knocked on my door 20 minutes ago then they told me we didn't knock on your door we combed the house thinking we had a burglar or so- or something but there was no one also we have an alarm and it was still armed so it seemed unlikely that somebody broke in My dad stayed up for an hour or two and went back to bed. The dog started barking at something around 6 a.m., but again, there was nothing. Dogs barking at nothing is not unusual, but it was spooky considering what just happened. We had lived in the house over 15 years without any weird happenings or ghost stories. My mom, after the fact, decided it was her brother Chuck who passed a few years back. I look a bit like him apparently, so she thinks his ghost pranked us or something. (laughs) That is so creepy, one. But again, with the one
0: thing that happened, does everyone just have one thing that they have to experience
1: and, like, that's it? I don't know. That's so weird. Or it's just whatever it is, ghosts or whatever, they're just everywhere. And some just randomly pass through houses and... That you was, know? like,
0: doppelganger, though. Well, is that that's a ghost? true. That I is don't fucking know. freaky.
1: And, oh, my God, I want...
0: I really wish they would have opened the door to yeah. see who knocked on it instead of just saying, come in. Because if they saw their parents, oh, my God, that
1: would be so <sighs> creepy. In the mid-30s, my granddad's son fell and cracked his skull. Mm. He held him while his wife drove them to the hospital On the way, he said his son grabbed his arm and looked right at him. He said, Mom has cancer in her liver. It can be fixed, but you have to tell the doctor when we get there. Unfortunately, he didn't make it. Mm -hmm. Granddad forgot about the warning till the funeral. Later, when Grandma went to the doctor, they found a tumor. The doctors ended up removing half of her liver, and she survived. After a few years, my father was born, and then a pile of other kids. It's creepy to think that without that warning, none of us would even exist. Holy fucking shit, what? That's crazy. I got chills on that one. I did too. Holy crap. My mom would, from time to time, mention that she'd heard someone coming up the stairs at night when everyone was in bed. She would say that she could hear footsteps on the stairs, which stopped when they reached the top. Neither my dad, younger brother, nor I have ever heard anything like this, but my younger sister did. And experienced other things. We used to share a room and she would tell me that she would also feel a presence sitting on her bed. Tugging her duvet and sometimes scrabbling about underneath her bed. (laughs) The family dog would also react staring at a fixed spot, hackles up and growling. She told me that this mostly happened when I was away from the house. However, one particular incident occurred when I was at home. I had done some studying and gone to bed. My sister told me that she came into our room at bedtime only to be stopped dead in her tracks. She found me sitting upright staring directly at her with a huge rictus grin on my face. What the fuck? She described the grin as being demonic as though my face was being stretched. What? She said my name twice. Apparently I didn't respond or move. I just kept staring at her. She closed the door quickly before reopening it and switching on the bedroom light to find that I was sleeping normally. Shut the fuck up. My sister was terrified and got no sleep. She kept looking over at my bed for the whole night. I have no memory of this at all and was only told about it some years later. That's so creepy. What? (laughs) Oh my God.
0: I am traumatized by hearing that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, I want to know if, like, it was something else and her, they were
1: actually laying there, too. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Oh, my God. What? Ugh. I don't like that. Ew. That is the creepiest shit. <laughs> my great-grandmother was talking in her sleep, or so I thought. I went into her room and there was a butt print on top of the covers she was angry and said, You made him leave. She oh. even remembered it the next day. What? I still don't know who she was talking to or why they left a butt print. I didn't think ghosts did that. <laughs> what? Um, that's kind of bitchy. Yeah, really.
0: How dare you walk in my room and you made him leave? Li- what? That's weird. Creepy. Creepy grandma.
1: Yeah. One day when I was about seven years old, I tried to get out of bed, but found that I couldn't walk. I didn't receive any injury that could have caused this sudden phenomenon. It just happened for seemingly no apparent reason. My parents rushed me to the hospital where we waited all night until the doctor finally ushered us in. He told me that my condition was completely unexplainable, gave me some crutches, Then sent me on my way. Nice. Once I got back to my house, my dad told me to stay upstairs because I didn't know how to walk down the stairs on crutches. Obviously, because I was seven, I didn't listen to him and decided to go down the stairs on crutches. I launched myself (laughs) off the top step and crashed face first into the wall at the bottom of the stairs. Oh my
0: God, you should listen.
1: Immediately after the impact, I got right back up and started walking like nothing ever happened. What? nobody has any explanation as to what happened to me that day what that is so weird what i don't know so confused
0: <laughs> well i guess it's a good thing they didn't listen i mean
1: i guess they launched themselves <laughs> down the stairs <laughs> it's like he needed to reboot or yeah, something yeah
0: weird
1: One night, about a year or two ago, I was in my room trying to sleep. It was around midnight, and I was on the edge of falling asleep. My parents were down the hall watching TV. Suddenly, there were two loud bangs on my door. I got up and opened it. Nobody was there. I asked my parents if they had knocked on my door or if our dog was banging her head on the door. (laughs) They said that neither of them had gotten up, and our dog was completely asleep on her bed. I shrugged it off and went back to my room. I figured maybe the house was settling or something like that. I laid back down on my bed for a few minutes. I was laying completely still when my coat, which had been laying in the middle of my bed, was pulled down the bed. I wasn't moving. It didn't slide because of gravity. It looked like it had been pulled. I don't live on a hill. It wasn't possible for it to have moved on its own. When I finally fell asleep, I had a weird dream. I was being chased down a never-ending hall by a black shadow figure that was wearing the coat that had moved on its own. I still have no idea what happened that (laughs) night. Other weird things have happened to me before. I would hear things like what sounded like footsteps in my room one time when I was home alone. I swear I could hear unexplained breathing in the house as well. But none of those events were like this one, and nothing like this has happened since.
0: Okay, I'm
1: sorry. That's a weird one. Okay, first of all,
0: (laughs) when you live on a hill, your house isn't fucking tilted.
1: (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking when I was reading it. I was like, what? That's not how it works. (laughs) And the, the thought of a
0: demon stealing a jacket and running around in it is hilarious.
1: Especially if it's like a... Like a bright orange puffy yeah. coat. <laughs> Ooh, I like this.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. I don't live on a hill. Don't. Don't.
1: So it couldn't be gravity. <laughs> you see this crooked house?
0: Thinking that islands like rest on top of the water, like no, honey, <laughs> it's not how it works. <laughs> it's,
1: just, it's on a raft. Didn't you know that? It's just floating there. I don't know why it doesn't go anywhere when it's floating. It must be. It must have an anchor too. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Oh my gosh. I work for a funeral company. One afternoon, I did a viewing for a man who was having his funeral the next day. Usually, we put the bodies back in the fridge, but we'd been really busy, and we only had a very small fridge that was already full. On occasions like this, if they had been embalmed, we leave them in the chapel with the air conditioner cranked up. Mm. So the next morning, I was the first one in, and I walked into the chapel only to be greeted by a horrifying sight. The man who was embalmed was somehow out of his coffin laying face down on the floor what not sprawled but perfectly neat what like he'd floated up out of his coffin turned face down and floated down to the ground obviously i nearly had a heart attack my first thought was that someone had broken in and had done this who would do that maybe staff members were playing a prank no it was a very sackable prank (laughs) <laughs> and I couldn't imagine any of our staff doing that for any reason. And what's and what's more was that we had security cameras and motion detectors and swipe cards so you can see who had come and gone, but there was nothing.
0: Oh my God,
1: what? That's creepy. What?
0: So the coffin was still like perfectly in fucking place? Shut the... What? <laughs> How? I don't know. I don't oh my know. gosh! Well, and I'm assuming they didn't have security cameras on the body. I don't know why that would be a thing. Holy shit! Maybe they should start. <laughs> that is, what? <laughs> How? I'm trying like any sort of scenario. I'm trying to come. There's no there's fucking nothing. way. Oh my god! That is
1: insane. It's not like if the casket tipped that it would yeah. go back to its position. Yeah. I don't know. Holy shit. And this is my last one. I was helping my mom clean out her garage and we ended up coming across this old teddy bear that belonged to my great grandma. She told me to take it down to the dumpster and throw it away, so I did. Later that night, we were digging through the garage a little more and there it was. The teddy bear that I had thrown away earlier that day. Neither me nor my mom knew how it got back there.
0: Hm. It's not the first time we've heard one of those. No. Creepy toy stories. Okay, I have some unsettling encounters. First one, my brother died of muscular dystrophy when we moved into, uh, and we moved into my grandparents' house for a while. One night, my mom brought his old motorized wheelchair in from our home that was getting foreclosed on, and left it in my grandmother's kitchen. I came down from playing video games at like 1 a.m., turned on the kitchen light, and bam, there he was, sitting in his chair, smiling. It lasted about one or two seconds, then he disappeared. Must have been a hallucination, but one of the weirder, weirder experiences I've had in life.
1: That's weird. That is weird.
0: Next one, this may have been due to some antihistamines I had taken, but one night I sat on the toilet and saw tiny... Very white hands slide under the door. Yeah. What? What? That's creepy. Yes it is. Next one I have a friend whom I trust implicitly. He says that when he was a kid on the day his grandmother passed away, he was walking downstairs and saw his grandmother in the gloom of her of the dark living room. He froze, realizing that he that what he was seeing was impossible. His grandmother raised her arms to him as if inviting a hug. He screamed and ran upstairs to his mother. There was nothing there when they investigated, and his mother didn't believe him. Well, rude. Next one. Back in June of 2020, my friend, his wife, my dad, and some some of my friend's friends all went on a ghost investigation at Benson Grist Mill. It's a 100-plus-year-old mill that was made by one of the leaders of the Mormon Church at the time. Once I got onto the property, I instantly felt like I had an apple lodged in my throat. I thought it was anxiety and, and brushed it off. We entered into the house on the property and tried to get an EVP recording. I felt something was trying to shove me to the ground. Then I met up with my friend in the basement of the mill, and I began to cry for no reason. His wife helped me get out of the mill and calm down. After about 30 minutes, I felt the presence of a child telling me to go to the schoolhouse. It's as if the child was trying to comfort me. I found out later that there was a little girl who died near the mill. I woke up the next morning with bruises on my neck. Creepy. Hmm. Next one, I've encountered a few things. This was the most recent. My old neighbor was an old man with memory issues. One time, he had something cooking on the oven, and cooking in the oven, and fell asleep. Almost burnt the apartment down. Shortly after that, he had his head on something and died. The night he died, there was a hunched figure standing in my room, just staring. I didn't sleep that night. The next day, my dad pulls me aside and told me he passed away.
1: that's creepy. Creepy.
0: Next one, this happened to me around 2006-2007 in the summertime. My family and friends live pretty remotely in the middle of nowhere near woods, trails, and cornfields. During school, my friend told me about her family... Uh, decided to adopt a new religion, whatever that meant. She explained that her family went to the big city and to speak to a religious zealot, or medium, who can see stuff that we can't. This medium knew that there was a trail that led behind her house and knew there was a cornfield mixed in with the woods, as well as behind her home. Nothing spooky about that seems pretty common knowledge given the area. Well the medium also told her there was a demon extraterrestrial mytho creature that manifests itself behind their home in the woods around 3:14 a.m. and it tries to communicate through my friend and thus why she has chronic hiccups. Now of course when she told me all of this I didn't buy any of it and thought it would be a perfect opportunity to scare my other friends who were girls in my class. We were all friends, but I liked one of the girls and part and that part is irrelevant to the story. Anyway, so I explained the story of the two uh the story to two of my friends and we decided to go out to the woods that night behind my other friend's house in hopes to see this demon. The girls drove their car over to my house because we could walk to the trails from my house with no problem around two thirty AM took us about 15 minutes of walking to get to the location. The way the trail forms was pretty spooky because the trees kind of hooked over us, forming a tunnel of leaves and limbs. It was extremely clear that night, and the sound of insects and wildlife was very prevalent, so it wasn't that creepy. Time goes on, and I'm sitting on the ground, and one of my friends is playing on her flip phone, and the girl I liked is talking to me. 314 rolls around, and I start taunting whatever this thing is and start throwing rocks in the cornfields and fast woods nearby. About five minutes pass, and we decide to head back. No longer did it take for me to stand up and take three steps. Everything around us got dead silent. No crickets chirping, no movement. Out of the blue, about six feet in front of us, to the right, a large branch snaps in two, and we hear the most ominous growl I've ever heard in my life. I've lived here my whole life and hunted. I've never heard an animal sound like that. By the sound of the limbs snap, we finally, uh, fully expected to see something step out of the brush and greet us. Nothing did. The girls jumped behind me, and we just stare at the spot for a solid minute, trying to comprehend what it was. We couldn't see a dang thing. It was pitch black, and our little flip phones didn't have a flashlight like the new phones have. I took a few pebbles on the ground and chucked them in the direction of the noise. Nothing. I decided it wasn't worth the risk of the girls' safety to head in the direction we came, so I told them to run the other way and I'll lag behind, just in case it's a predator that likes to chase. It'll get me first. As soon as they took off, absolutely nothing followed us. We managed to cut through the woods and onto the road that led to my house. We got back to my house around 4 a.m. To this day, I have absolutely no idea what it was. We went back a year later and nothing ever occurred again. I still hear the growl in my head and it sends chills up my arm. That's creepy. Next one, when I was in junior high, I was home alone with our two Boston Terriers when my parents went out on a date. My brother was staying the night at his friend's. I'm downstairs watching Mystery Science Theater 3000. Then I hear footsteps upstairs. I figure since the dogs aren't barking that it's probably my brother coming in the back of the house, deciding not to stay at his friend's. I even called out his name, but no one answered. The footsteps start coming down the stairs. In our house, there is a window-like hole in the wall with some wooden vertical bars so you can see who's coming down the stairs. When the footsteps reach to where I should see who was there, there's no one there. The footsteps change character of sound when it transitions to tile from the carpet and I freak out, jump up and turn the lights on and peek around the corner. No one's there, no more footsteps. I went nervously upstairs, dogs fast asleep on the couch, nothing. No one home. Freaked me out for years. I found out about five years later that that was the night my biological dad had died. We hadn't been in communication for a couple years. I think he was just dropping in on me before moving on. Hmm. Next one. One night at my grandmother's I was home alone and it was dark. I was scrolling on the web on my phone when out of nowhere my grandmother's dog starts barking. I told her to stop, but she didn't. So I went up to see what was going on. She just looked at me and looked down the hall like she saw something, but there was nothing. So I grabbed my knife and kept guard. Fast forward a week, I was having a conversation with my great-grandmother who has Alzheimer's. She told me about how there was a little girl who wanted to live with us. I didn't think much of it at the moment until later I was walking down the hall and in the mirror I saw a little girl right in front of me. I was like, holy shit. Needless to say, it's pretty creepy. Yeah. (laughs) Next one, when I was 17, I was at my friend's apartment building, which his parents owned. It was a pretty old building in the Pilsen neighborhood of Chicago. And according to his dad, it used to be owned by Al Capone. I'm not sure how true that is. Uh, We had an apartment on the top floor that they let us just hang out and allowed us easy access to the attic. It had a lock on the door, but we had a key, so we could go to the roof and smoke cigarettes. One night we were about to go up, but I had to pee, so I told him I'd meet him up there. After I was done, I went upstairs to the attic portion of the connected roof. There were no lights, so we always used our phone to guide us. We had flip phones without lights, so you only had the light from the screen to help navigate the mess. As I made my way to the roof door, I saw a shadow pass by me. It wasn't like a shadow of something moving with the light of my phone, it felt like a solid person. I followed the direction of it, thinking it was my friend. I kept saying that I knew it was him and stopped playing around. It passed me a few more times before heading to the other side of the attic, and that's when I heard my friend's voice from downstairs. He got a call from his girlfriend and was in the other room, talking to her the whole time. It really freaked me out, since I know I was following something, so I basically jumped down the stairs. I told my friend what happened and that, I did not want to go back up there and he agreed, so we decided to go for a walk instead. Last year, his brother tells us in our group text that he found out the building's designer killed himself in that attic. Eww. Creepy. Next one, well, my dad owned rental houses. Back in the 90s, my girlfriend and I would go to go after a renter left and rehab the house. One particular house he purchased years ago with the renter already in the house. When they passed away, we went in and started in the bedrooms, first painting and then cutting out the carpets. We noticed we kept losing our carpet cutters, but thought we'd accidentally rolled them up into the carpets, so we got fluorescent orange cutters. Nope, still can't find them. Then we pulled the living room carpet. Several large stains that look exactly like dry blood are soaked into the cork underfloor. Okay, it might be stain or someone butchered a chicken in the living room, no telling. <laughs> But as I'm painting the living room wall, I see a human-shaped sca- shadow coast across the wall. I think someone is walking around the house, maybe a meter reader. I run outside, no one's there, up or down the street. I run around the house, no one. We finish in a big hurry and get paid. My dad calls later and asks what we use to clean, clean with because the house is full of flies. I go back, wash every flat surface with bleach and water, next day full of flies. It's a house built on a concrete slab with no crawl space. He decides they must be getting through the crack in the slab and fills the cracks with silica. Nope, still flies. I vacuumed up a hundred, hundreds of dead flies. Uh, he had lived through the Depression and fought wor- in World War II. He raised ten kids and lived to tell, but he sold that cursed home in a second. He didn't believe in that shit, but he wasn't a fool. Weird. Next one, I used to live on a dairy farm when I was younger. The farm was located on First Nation burial grounds, and there were all sorts of unusual things happening. The moment I vividly remember was back when I was three or so. There was a barn at the back of the property, which my dad was walking out to. I didn't want to separate from my dad, so I opened our back door to go follow him until I saw something. The best way I can describe it was a hooded figure who was watching my dad but snapped his attention to me as soon as I took one step outside. Totally black face with no features, hooded and cloaked, and piercing white eyes staring directly at me. I instantly slammed the door closed because I was beyond terrified. It could have been an animal, but I truly believe to this day that it was some type of evil spirit I saw. Sounds like the Grim Reaper. Yeah. Recently, I just started a new job where one of my duties is to lock up the building that was once a cancer hospital. I thought I was crazy, but stories have been confirmed by coworkers and security camera footage. Most wild experience was at about 10 p.m. and there was a massive snowstorm outside, so I expected some weird noises from how, uh, like howling from the wind, etc. I'm on the first floor, which is just a labyrinth of hallways, making sure all the doors are locked. Out of nowhere, I heard what sounded like someone groaning. I attributed this to the wind outside. Five minutes later, it happened again, so I yelled, Police! Who's there? Show yourself! I radio for backup and confirmation that the building is empty besides me, which is confirmed. Backup never shows up due to the nut snowstorm outside. None of the sergeants felt like coming up to help since they knew what was likely going on from watching cameras. I'm finishing the second floor and I he- heard what sounded like someone banging their head on the door downstairs or something. It was loud. I get downstairs and the locking mechanism on the door is unlocked. This locking mechanism is only unlocked by two very specific keys. They don't even look like keys. Me and my sergeant duty are the only ones that have them. At this point, I'm literally sweating and just fucking hurrying up to the second floor to lock up the- as fast as as I can, I get back to the base and tell our dispatcher and sergeant what happened, and they're just sitting there laughing, acknowledging my claims. They say that the building is haunted as fuck, and even students have experienced their in uh, their midday. My dispatcher then showed me lo- the locking mechanism being unlocked. It's a huge bar of metal, very noticeable on camera, and chills ran down my back. She then showed me running down the hallway on my way to the exit, and one of the doors I locked swung open behind me. I didn't hear it because my gun belt and boots were making too much noise.
1: Holy shit. Everyone's just
0: laughing. (laughs) (laughs) That is scary. Next one. Ever since I was 10, I always encountered a sleep paralysis episode once a month. This experience I will never forget. I went to sleep... Earlier than I usually do, probably around seven or so, I woke up at two in the morning and found out I couldn't move. I tried calling my mom and dad, but nothing. Living in a big room was always unsettling for me. There were lots of shadowy corners. I'm saying this because one corner, in one corner, there was a long, dark black figure. It had no facial features from what I remember, but the legs and that huge long body was what terrified me the most. It crept closer and closer. Every moment felt like hours. Then it got to the side of my bed, and their long finger was pointed at me. I closed my eyes, and I think that's when I passed out. I woke up a few hours later at four, and it was still dark. The figure was gone, though. I didn't get out of bed or anything. I just cried and cried. I stayed up the rest of the night looking at the corners every second. The trauma from that was so bad that I had to go see a therapist, and my mom pulled me out of school for a few days so I could relax and be myself. Every now and then I think about that day, and it makes me cry. I thought of me thinking I would die or being taken still scares me.
1: Wow.
0: And my last one. uh, I, with absolute certainty, experienced a malicious haunting. I was living in England as a missionary, ex-Mormon. We had just moved flats because the sister missionary pair had been taken out of town due to lots of harassment while they walked around. Their flat was way nicer than ours, so we got to go ahead and move in. The sister missionaries all had a terrible time for years in this town. Sickness, depression, physically fighting one another, you name it. While I was there, one sister broke her foot, another had become incredibly depressed, and another had developed a heart condition. We move in after they leave, and immediately things start getting weird. My companion and I became mean and bitter to one another. We were fighting constantly over the most ridiculous things. I couldn't sleep, which is never usually a problem as a missionary, because by the end of the day, you're exhausted, and I was losing track of time. At one point, my companion and I realized during our study time that we had both been staring at the wall, completely zoned out, And I had no concept of how long we had been doing it. The worst part, though, was that I could not shake this feeling that I was being watched. It always felt like it could just turn around quick enough and I would see someone standing right behind me. One day, we got home and I stayed downstairs while my companion goes upstairs. Technically, you're always supposed to stay within sight of one another. But when you're in your own flat, most tend to drop that rule. Eventually, I hear him messing around in the kitchen. There's a window in the living room that you can see the kitchen, but it's fogged glass, so it's really just shapes and outlines. I look through that window and saw the outline of my companion moving around in the kitchen. Not even a minute later, I look up to the sound of my companion coming bouncing down the stairs. I asked him when he'd gone back upstairs, and he replied that he never came downstairs since we'd been home. My blood ran cold and I immediately had this all-consuming feeling that I was being watched. I panicked and told my companion that we had to leave. Every fiber of my being told me that something awful was about to happen to us, that whatever there was there hated us and would hurt us the moment it found a way to. A few seconds later, our phone rings. It's our zone leaders calling to tell us that they had a random feeling to call us and tell us that they wanted to pray over our flat. Neither not I nor my companion had called or told them anything. We did, and immediately it all felt better. After that day, nothing ever happened again. I'm no longer religious, but I can't explain or deny what I felt and
1: experienced. Hmm. That's interesting. That is interesting. And those are mine. Okay, it's time for the Witty Wrap-Up. Yay, Witty Wrap-Up! I'm Mom. You, are my, you might remember me from such hits as When Is This Assignment Due?, and its sequel, How Long Have You Known About This? (laughs) Every time my mom stays over with my son for the night, we come home and the whole house is clean, even though I left it messy. My son is perfectly behaved and she's folded my laundry. How are moms? Aren't I a mom? Why am I not this kind of mom? (laughs) My teen's rooms have literally become the Bermuda Triangle for our dishes and cutlery. (laughs) My five-year-old can't drive her pretend car because she can't find her driver's license that she made out of cardboard. (laughs) She's stressing because she doesn't know how she's going to take her babies to the park. Her pretend play is too real. I'm stressing with her. (laughs) I keep trying to have a nice, clean house, but my kids keep living in it. Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) Kids don't need parents. They need chauffeurs. Mm Mm-hmm. The absolute best thing about today is that I told my 10-year-old I was nominated for the National Book Award, and he then told me that out of all the kids in his class, he can stuff the most Oreos in his mouth. (laughs) Both (laughs) impressive. Yes. Fun-sized candy wrappers, glitter, small rocks, a paper that needed to be signed for school, parents describing the contents of their lint filter. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I hit the curb in the school drop-off line so if i don't tweet for a while it's because i've been busy transferring my kids to a new school (laughs) the most unrealistic thing i've ever seen in a movie is when an entire family sits down to eat breakfast together on a weekday like
0: every weekday too yeah right
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) me to my four-year-old remember you can't bring anything electric into the tub six-year-old. Technically, you can, but it will kill you. Me. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Smartass. Seriously? (laughs) Sorry I'm late. My two-year-old decided he could buckle his own car seat. (laughs) The most rewarding part of having a teenage daughter is having someone who looks exactly like you, acts just like you, but who also finds everything about you absolutely repulsive. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) Me, I hope COVID isn't ruining my kid's childhood. My kid, mommy, let's pretend I have COVID again. Oh my God, what? (laughs) (laughs) My kindergartner told me some of her friends were throwing up a middle finger at recess. When I told her we don't do that at school, she said we only curse when someone is driving slow. (laughs) And now she's officially ready for a driver's license. (laughs) That's right, baby. <laughs> they do pay attention. My husband turned on Mambo number five and my toddler burst into tears and said, turn it off and crawled into my lap for me to console him. Lou Bega, can you explain this? <laughs> oh, my. My child just gave me the last apple slice, then announced loudly, if you eat the last apple, you put the bowl in the sink. He's four. Oh. Oh. After nearly nearly 13 years of being a parent, I thought nothing much could surprise me. Then I find my 8-year-old eating frozen peas from a (laughs) mug with a spoon. What? (laughs) Kids are so weird. (laughs) Welcome to parenthood. Even if you sanded down your kitchen table, it's still going to be sticky. (laughs) Shout out to all the parents who panic sprayed fruit. Who panic sprayed Febreze on a gym uniform this morning. You are my people. (laughs) One thing about adulthood I was not prepared for was how many cardboard boxes I'd have to break down and throw away all the time. Seriously,
0: that is a thing. (laughs) It's
1: insane. My five-year-old was pretending to do her wordle with me as she pushed buttons on her cardboard phone. (laughs) Yes, I got it. I asked how she got it so quick. I have a pretend phone, I can do whatever I want. That's fair. <laughs> and my last one. According to my five year old, food is not okay to eat if it's been on the floor for three hours. So I guess it's now the three hour rule. <laughs> I like it. All right.
0: Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Send your stories in. We need them. Ghoul's night out at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook, request to join the group. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.